0: Hello, you're listening to Julia Moss's semester project for the class, ETHN 3050, or Women of Color in the United States. Here, I'm going to be talking about mental health and its prevalence in society, as well as the differences between women of color having mental illness compared to white women. I'm also going to be talking about its history and the different treatment options. Mental illness is an important topic that needs to be addressed more in education, the workforce, and at home. There are a variety of illnesses ranging from schizophrenia, post-traumatic stress disorder, and mood disorders. Approximately 3.4 million Americans, or 1 out of 5 people, suffer from a mental illness. Therefore, it's no question that mental illness is relevant in today's society. According to a prevalent study done in 2012, women are more than 7% likely to suffer from a mental illness compared to men. Fortunately, the the study also found a less than 1% difference among those of color suffering from a mental illness compared to whites suffering from a mental illness. My ultimate research question for this podcast is, what are the main differences between women of color suffering from a mental illness compared to white women suffering from mental illness? Before we get into answering that question, I'd like to touch up on some history of mental illness. Mental illness stems back all the way from 6,500 B.C., Greek physicians had three theories or explanations as to why someone would suffer from a mental illness. One explanation was supernatural, meaning one was possessed by an evil spirit or demon. This would be treated by drilling holes in the patient's head to release evil spirits. This was called trepanation. The somatogenic theory said that if one was physically sick, that would cause them to be mentally sick. It also said reasons for mental illness were from chemical imbalances of the brain or genetics. Lastly, the psychogenic theory stated that trauma or stressful experiences cause mental illness. Around 400 BC is when religion and mental illness separated. Hippocrates ultimately decided that, quote, a deficiency in or especially in access of one of the four essential bodily fluids, blood, yellow bile, black bile, and phlegm, was responsible for physical and mental illness, according to Ingrid G. Ferreras in his book, general psychology required reading in 2019. As mentioned earlier, a prevalence study done in 2012 stated that there was a less than 1% difference between the prevalence among African Americans and whites. A study conducted by Wohl et al. in 1997 argues the patterns of symptoms may vary between races. In Wool's study, she evaluated the depression levels of African-Americans and whites using the Hamilton Depression Rating Scale. Her and her colleagues found that whites suffered more from depression, anxiety, psychomotor agitation, and active and passive suicidal thoughts compared to African-Americans who experienced more morning depression but improved as the day went along. The study proved that although symptoms may be the same between both races, it supports the claim that whites are more affected by mental illness compared to African Americans. A study conducted in 2008 by Zuvekas and Fleischman supports Wool's claim that whites are more affected by mental illness compared to African Americans because they found mental health services were more commonly used among whites compared to minority communities. However, there are studies that found an insignificant difference between African Americans and whites' baseline and severity of depression, such as the study conducted by Brown et al. in 2014. Brown et al. did find that more white women reported higher levels of anxiety, supporting Wool's findings. Brown et al. also found that African Americans sought out less treatment than whites, supporting Zuvekas and Fleischman's findings. According to Zuvekas and Fleischman, it has been found that the quote majority of people with mental disorders do not receive professional treatment, unquote. For example, a study done in 2003 by Constantine et al. found that female black college students typically rely on their family and friends' social support system over professional help due to the stigmas or shame that can come with it. A possible reason as to why women of color do not seek as much treatment or openly struggle as much with anxiety and depression as white females do is because of the idea of the strong black woman. This idea historically justified blacks as physically and psychologically stronger and more resilient than white women, according to Harrington et al study in 2010 It encompasses a woman who has pride in her racial history, confronts challenges, provides encouragement during hardship is intrinsic cares for her peers, and doesn't show weakness. Because of the strong Black woman ideology, it, quote, does not grant African-American women permission to feel stress or pain, break down or struggle, unquote, according to Harrington et al. Since Black women have possibly obtained this ideology, they may see getting mental mental health help as a weakness and one that goes against who they, quote, should be. People should care about mental health because it's an aspect of life that affects everyone. Everyone has a mind that carries thoughts, emotions, and feelings. Mental health encompasses these, and they need to stay healthy, just like physical health. Since one in five individuals struggle with a mental illness, it's more than likely you may know someone who struggles with mental health but may not express it. Your mind affects who you are as a person, and if it's not in the right place, People may participate in actions that are harmful. Therefore, being in the right mental state keeps you safe. Suicide is the second highest leading cause of death from ages 10 to mid-30s. Suicide comes from having a poor mental health and self-worth. Therefore, people should care because mental health affects everyone slash is a part of who you are. Mental illness affects someone you know and mental illness can cause death or put someone in danger. Overall, it's imperative that we recognize when someone isn't feeling themselves and seek help, whatever that may look like. There are multiple solutions that would begin to resolve mental illness. One could be psychological screenings. Psychological screenings could be given at a doctor's office during a checkup or could be conducted at work or school. These screenings are meant to detect mental health illness early and can help diagnose a specific illness. Screenings are essentially an exam to test to see how strong your mental health is. Doctors, school nurses, and job administrations slash human resources can conduct screenings before the school or calendar year starts to help ensure the needs of the individual are met before the year starts to get heavy in its workload. Another solution could be clinical interviewing or therapy. This looks like talking with a trusted individual who will not disclose your private information. This information being how you've been feeling emotionally and mentally. Counselors' or psychologists' jobs are to offer advice or coping mechanisms on how to to be better off mentally. Depending on the severity of one's illness, this may be a weekly meeting, every other weekly meeting, monthly, or every other month. Typically, you talk one-on-one with an individual who knows a little bit about you and your mental health history, and they'll ask you questions. Just talking out certain aspects of your life, whether that be school, work, friends, family, church, etc., can be beneficial. A third option is to be hospitalized and medicate those who are considering thoughts of harm to themselves or others. This could look like a psychiatric ward. In the psychiatric ward, there are groups, there are group meetings that educate the individuals on how to get better. Here, you live with other residents who are struggling with their own mental illness. The nurses take care of you and make sure residents are controlling their behavior. Residents can make art, play board games, watch movies, read, etc., they're there to get their minds healthy again, and with the help of healthcare workers and medications prescribed to them. Lastly, there is the solution of mental health courts. Mental health courts are like treatment programs for criminal offenders. Such individuals would go to the court first rather than jail to get the help they need. Here, offenders get assessed on their mental health, get individualized treatment plans, and get ongoing monitoring from judiciaries. What offenders get to do in mental health courts is furthering their education group therapy, medication, social skills training, employment, and housing. Overall, mental illness has been a part of history for thousands of years and is still prevalent in today's society. Although it was found that white females struggle more with mental illness than women of color, mental health matters no matter what race you are. It's important that help is sought if you or someone you know is feeling any symptoms of mental illness. There are screenings, medication, therapy that can help. It's important to care about your mental health because it encompasses who you are.